Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. It's interesting, when you hear this, what does it make you think of? You know, that's, that's actually uh, pulled from Cobb, Cobb County tornado siren there. That's a Cobb, it makes everybody kind of look outside, what's going, what's going on? What does it make you think of? It's interesting, in a few minutes, Reuven ben Rachmael will be blowing their shofar but why? Why? When you hear a siren like that, when you hear an alarm like that, it, it, it automatically, there, there's something that almost primarily triggers in us, having been in American society, that when he, we hear a siren kind of like that, it triggers something in us. In Israel, where I've been before, and I've heard those red alert sirens, it, it triggers a whole different response. Because uh, I've been in Shtorot down there by Gaza, and uh, and when those when you hear something akin to that alarm, man, you move and you move very quickly. Well, why? Why do we move? Why are we blowing the shofar today? Today is is Rosh Hashanah, but uh, although this is called Rosh Hashanah, uh, the New Year, the biblical mandate. For this holy day implies a different reason altogether. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23, please, in the Torah. Open up your Torahs or your smartphones, <laughs> where you carry your Torah. Leviticus chapter 23, please. So good to see you all here. Oh, what a blessing it is. We had Rabbi E here last night. What was so nice to see Rabbi Emeritus. What a blessing it was. It's good to see you all here today. Good to see my friends, the Tillis is here. Welcome to you guys. We love you very much. Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 23 says this. This is speaking of this particular holiday that we are in right now, this holy day. Verse 23, Adonai spoke to Moshe, to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, saying in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you are to have a Shabbat rest, a memorial of blowing shofarot, a holy convocation. You are to do no regular work, and you are to present an offering made by fire 
to Adonai. Okay, so today is this day, and, and boy, you're really doing great here because uh, you are in a holy convocation. This is a holy convocation. Those of you watching online, we, we uh, give you credit for participating in this as well. And today is to be a Shabbat, and so well done on that too. You're not supposed to do your regular work today. None of you are at work. The kids aren't at school. Good for you. This is a Shabbat. It is a day of rest, a biblically mandated and commanded day of rest. That's great. But it also says it is to be a memorial of the blowing of shofars or trumpets. Very interesting. A memorial of uh, blowing of shofars or trumpets. Numbers chapter 29 verse 1 literally calls it Yom Teruah. Yom Teruah which literally means the day of loud noises. <laughs> Terulah meaning loud noises or the uh, commonly interpreted and believed to include the sounding of the shofar. That is a very loud noise, as you know. And it's so interesting. So today is this day, the, the, the memorial of, 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 the, of the loud noises, the day of the blowing of shofars. And, and in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24, that we read just a minute ago, it literally says, it literally says that on this day, you are to have a Shabbaton Zichron Teruah Mikra Kodesh, a Shabbat, a Zichron which is a memorial of teruah, teruah. Shouts or a shofar or an alarm, a holy convocation. The Hebrew here for zichron is also translated in Scripture as remembrance or reminder. It's so interesting because as you study all the holy days, so many of the holy days are very explicit as to all the things that you're supposed to do and all the things that the holiday represents. But Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah in, in the biblical form, it's very little that the scriptures tell us. But we have to pick out what we can from what the instructions do tell us. And it says that it is to be a zichron Teruah, okay, a, a remembrance or a reminder of the, of the loud noises of the shofar blast. So we see in here that God is telling us to make these shouts, to make these alarms, to make these shofar blasts as a memorial or to remember, to remember. That's why we're blowing these things. That's why we're having these alarms. But, but what are we supposed to remember if, if, we're, if, if this is a, a memorial and a remembrance of the blowing of the shofarots and making loud noise, what exactly are we memorializing? What exactly is it that we are remembering? Because the shofar blast that we are going to hear, and we've got, in just a few minutes, Reuben ben Rachmel is going to be blowing that shofar. He's got a lot of blasts. We're praying for him right now. He's on oxygen, just sucking it down, getting ready. <laughs> he's really not he's he's in good shape but man i'm telling you what it takes a lot of effort for sure but these shofar blasts that we're going to be hearing in just a few minutes are not pointless they're not just rote tradition that we're doing and it's like okay well the shofar that's nice no on the contrary they should have rich meaning we should be remembering something 
Zichron, we should be remembering something when we hear them. It should stir us to something. Let's examine this a little bit. You can turn to Numbers chapter 10, number 10, number 10, number 10. Anyone? Bingo? Bingo? Anyone? 10? B10? Numbers chapter 10. In Numbers 10, the Lord commands Moses to make two silver trumpets. What we're going to see here is part of what the, the, the trumpet blasts, these loud noises, part of what they mean. In Numbers 10, the Lord commands Moses to make two silver trumpets to use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps into the desert. And when they blew the trumpets, they were to take their journey following the Lord. So part of Numbers chapter 10, that's a little bit earlier than where we're going to start, it's talking about how when you blow the shofar and the, or the trumpets, these were silver trumpets, when you blow the trumpets, they mean different things, and the tones mean different things about the children of Israel as to where they are to go, the east, west, the, the direction, how our people are to get going. And so they're to provide direction for us. Verse 8, let's pick up the story about these trumpets. The sons of Aaron, Aaron will blow the trumpets. This is to be an eternal ordinance for you. Wow as well as for your generations to come, whenever you go to war in your own land against the enemy who is hostile to you, you are to sound short blasts of alarm. Then you will be remembered, there's that word again, before Adonai your God and delivered from your enemies. Also, also, and interestingly, and very contrastingly, right? Also at the days of your rejoicing, Feasts and new moons, we're in these right now on Rosh Hashanah. You are to blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. They will then be a reminder, there's that word again, for you before Adonai your God. I am Adonai your God. See, my friends, today... When we hear this sound, the sound of the shofar, we remember that the Lord is with us and he also goes before us and leads us similar to the way that he led our ancestors uh, even in the desert. He would lead us all around based on what we heard and whenever that shofar blew, our people would move and our people would know it's time to move. This is what our people knew, the sound of the trumpet, the sounds of repentance even, call us to follow God. It's it's an alert system. This, I remember, it's interesting, I I used to work for WWEV back in the day, and when I worked at the radio station, I was an on-air announcer, and I had the radio voice. It took some time to develop it. And every once in a while, it was pre-scheduled that we had to activate a test of the emergency broadcast system. You, you all know the test. And I remember there were certain buttons that we had to press on this radio station and, uh, to test it out and, and to make that sound go over the radio that you all go, oh boy, turn down the radio, right? It's so loud. It's interesting, I remember, I mean, obviously this was years ago, I was much younger, but I remember too, 
uh, something that most people wouldn't know, but there was a little binder that we had there at the radio station that was emergency broadcast manual, basically. And sometime when I had just had time, I flipped through it. And what it was was it was directions as to what to say sometimes if it was not a test. And so it was, it was kind of harrowing sometimes when I read it. And, 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 and things such as, this is not a test. This is the emergency broadcast system. Please stand by for a message from the President of the United States. You know, this, this is stuff that was in our manual there at the radio station when I was on air. Most people don't know. I mean, it's, it's like there. Most, and, and when I read it, it was like, man, this, this is not, this is no joke. <laughs> this is no joke. You know, we always, of course, do the test. But some of you remember back in the Cold War days, and some of you older than me remember testing, getting under your desks for a nuclear <laughs> detonation in school, it's like, you know, like that's going to help your desk, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you can, you can tell. Sometimes when you hear that tone, it makes you look up. If, 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 if you're at home and you hear that, that tone, you look outside. You just almost intuitively are going to look outside Have you answered the call of God to tear your heart before him in repentance? This is part of what the shofar is about. As we are in these yamim noraim, these days of awe, please take time to reflect and to repent, to go to those that you need to go to, to recommit to the Lord. I had somebody just uh, last night text me, and tell me, Rabbi, it was a few years ago on Rosh Hashanah that I re- rededicated my life to the Lord. Praise God. Please, God, that's all of us in some form or fashion. It is a time of rededication. It is a time of attention. It is a time to hear and to, uh, and to listen to the sound of the shofar as it blasts. And to ask God to direct your path. You know, when the, when the a trumpet blasted in the time of the Israelites, it meant that they were to go forward, march. They were to march. And they were to, to go whatever direction that God told them to go. Similarly, my friends, it is Yom Teruah. It is Rosh Hashanah. Ask God to direct your paths. The shofar should be a clarion call of sorts for you to follow the path of the Lord. Do you remember when God directed your path? So many of you at one time or another in your life can probably point to a certain time where you can say pretty confidently, God was really directing my path right here. Right Now, a lot of times we just kind of go about life, and, and, and that's okay. I mean, God has us on our path. But sometimes there's something happens in, in life where we can really tell God directed our path. And it, it could be something big like a career choice. It could be something small like, I think I'm going to take a different way home today from, from work or school. And God was directing your path for whatever form or fashion and for whatever reason that he had. Well, if you remember, hello, if you remember how he did it before, it will encourage you to allow him to do it again. 
See, let him lead you. He wants to, we can't be so independent. Here in, in the United States, we are very independent people. Good grief, we are so independent. And listen, I understand, listen, in 1776, it was the Declaration of Independence. We, we were formed in independence, and yes, uh, we, sh we should eschew tyranny. I, I'm not questioning that. But what we have to be careful is that our desire for independence does not make us want to be independent from God. See, friends, we have to be dependent on God. In many ways today, this should, this, today should be our declaration of dependence. Boy, that would have made a good sermon title. i got to write that down somewhere. <laughs> you know, the shofar blast of Yom Teruah, I was thinking about this and thinking about that shofar blast that we're going to be hearing Bob play for us in just a few minutes, they're so powerful. And I was just reflecting on them, uh, Murray, and you know what it struck me? Oh, uh, it struck me is that it reminds me a little bit of the tzitzits, of, of, the, of the fringes. I was thinking about this, Ross. It, 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 we're reminded and we're commanded to wear the tzitzit, the fringes, the, it's the sons of, uh, of Israel, to remind us of the commandments. This is the purpose of the tzitzit. This is the purpose of the fringes. They're not just some ornamentation. <laughs> They're to remind us of God's commandments. God commanded us, uh, our, our sons, to, to wear the tzitzits. And even traditionally, subsequent, the number of knots that are in the tzitzit correspond to the number of the commandments. It, they're, they're to remind us of the commandments. It's a visual reminder. And, and as I think about it, in many ways, the blowing of the shofar is an audio reminder to follow God's leading. Does that make sense? See, when the children of Israel hear the shofar, they know they need to take heed and obey and that God is with them. Let the sound of the shofar today remind you to take heed and obey, but that God is with you. Joshua chapter 6, you know this, very same famous story of the blowing of the shofar, of the shofarot. Joshua chapter 6, remember when Joshua and the children of Israel took Jericho. You know, you know that story. You know they all sang the song, Oh, Joshua, it's the battle of Jericho, 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 Joshua. You know that one, Mark. And the walls come a-tumbling down, right up to the walls of Jericho. <laughs> Keep your day job, Rabbi. I understand. I understand. Verse 16. When the, when the children of Israel surrounded Jericho, and then on the seventh time they circled Jericho, when the, the Kohanim, the priest, blew the shofar, wrote, Joshua ordered the people, shout, for Adonai has given you the city. Skipping to verse 20. When the shofar wrote, blew, the people shouted. When the people heard the sound of the shofar, the people shouted a loud shout, and the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into the city, everyone straight ahead, and they captured the city. Scriptures say that the people were to shout, right? 
Be'evrit in Hebrew, the word is teruah. They're to shout, they're to make these loud noises. Today is the day of teruah. Today is the day of loud noises. It's the same word in the Hebrew that God uses to instruct the, the children of Israel to shout. For God has given us this city, you see, my friends. We have been in a battle these two last two years, haven't we, my friends? We have been in a battle. A lot of people don't realize this. Yes, we've been battling the pandemic, no doubt. But we have also been battling spiritual malaise. The enemy has attacked. I'm not talking about through the virus itself. I'm talking about everything that surrounds the virus and what it's caused within the hearts of people. Hear the sound of the shofar and let it quicken you to battle. Let it remind you that God has given us the city. He sure has. It also frightens the adversary, my friends. Some of you don't even realize that you're in a war. Maybe some of you watching on the internet, maybe some of you here are, are doing your Rosh Hashanah thing in a perfunctory way to check a box. Yes, God, I did my Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and eh, I'll see, maybe, uh, it's not as fun as Rosh Hashanah. Okay, but at least I did a high holy day. Okay, done. No, no, no. Some of you don't even realize that you are in a war. You've been sitting on the spiritual sidelines. When you hear the sirens, when you look outside and the weather is bad, and you hear those sirens blasting outside, it quickens you to be alert as a tornado may be near, right? And if you ignore the sirens, you're taking your life in your own hands. It's foolishness. When you hear the tornado warning siren where you are, you best take a look outside and seek shelter because, because there's something around you that wants to do you harm. These last two years, brothers and sisters, it has been a battle. There's a spiritual warfare going on. When you hear the sound of their shofar today, it should quicken you. Being here or watching online on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Teruah, the day of the loud noises should quicken you. That there is, there is a battle going on. There's something going on. I can't just be business as usual with my head in, in my hands and, and, and on my desk, my head down, working on my stuff as regular. And no, 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 no. Friends, we have to be attentive to the fact that we are in a battle right here. The battle is raging right now. Think about this. Think about this. The battle is raging. And oftentimes, I think that it's easy for us. This, listen, this is the first in-person Rosh Hashanah service we've had in two years here at Beth Hillel. And it's been easy for us to get off our spiritual game a little bit, if I could put it that way, over these last two years. Think about this. Now is the time to reach out to others and to tell them about their Messiah. 
Now is the time. We've got to reach out to others, our Jewish brothers and sisters, our Jewish friends and neighbors, and tell them the truth. Tell them, seek the evidence yourself. Don't believe it just because I'm saying it. The evidence is there. You seek the truth yourself that Yeshua is the promised Jewish Messiah of Israel and of all mankind. Now is the time to reach out to others and to tell them. Now is the time to send this link to those you know, the link to a service such as this. Now is the time to invite people to the house of the Lord. Now is the time to forgive. You're in the midst of a battle. You can't have animosity towards your brother and sister right now. That's how you lose the battle. You gotta be on a team. Now is the time to forgive and to ask for forgiveness. Did you hear the sound of the shofar? Now is the time. Pick your head up. Now is the time to relaunch your prayer life. Now is the time to stop sinning in that area that you know that you should stop sinning in. What is that area? It's different for everybody here. Now is the time. You hear, that alarm, that shofar. When you hear it, it should make you aware. It it should pick your head up to to look around and say, hold on. There, There are bullets and missiles flying all over me that I wasn't even paying attention to. Now is the time to practice compassion and love to your brother and sister. More than ever. They need it. Oh my gosh, do you see people are so depressed. They're hurting out there right now. They're seeking. Show love. Show compassion. Show extra love. Show extra compassion. Go the extra mile, my friends. Now is the time to dig deeper into the word of God. You got to start digging into this word again. Some of you have abandoned it. If it, it, it reminds me of the, of the story when, when the rabbi goes to visit the home of, of, the, of the members unexpectedly, and he, and he comes in, and, and, uh, and, and he, he says to the, the family, he says, oh, rabbi, we weren't expecting you. Come on in. Oh, thank you, thank you. The rabbi comes in, thank you, thank you. And, and, and the father says, oh, wow, well, maybe we got the rabbi here. Maybe we should read from the Bible. The rabbi says, oh, that would be nice. And so he says to his little son, Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, go get the Bible. And the, 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 it's oh, right over there. And Jimmy goes and gets the Bible. Here it is, Dad. No, my friends, now is the time to dig deeper into the word. Now is the time to rededicate yourself to what you know is true and, you, and to do what you know you need to do. Can you hear the sound of the shofar this morning? Psalm 98, please. Because when we hear that shofar, it also can mean something else. Numbers chapter 10 also tells us in an interesting contrast that we're to blow the trumpet in times of rejoicing. It's so interesting how it can be movement, it can be war, 
but also can be times of rejoicing. Psalm chapter 98, verse 4 says, Shout joyfully to Adonai, all the earth. Break forth, sing for joy, and sing praises. Joyfully. Verse 6, With trumpets and the sound of the shofar, blast a sound before the king Adonai. Blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy. Hmm, wow, how interesting. See, Chavarim, we know that with God there is victory. And that means, yes, even in this season, even in this season, of course we should be taking precautions. But listen, my friend, at the end of the day, God wins over COVID. God wins over Iran. God wins over whatever it is in our lives. Yes, we should use the wisdom that he's given us, but with God there is victory, my friends. I, I remember what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. Our God will, will, will save us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow to you, king. Even if he doesn't. Because they know where they were going. You got to know where you're going, my friends. See, God has been so good to us that we should rejoice with the sounding of the shofar. Rejoice with the sounding of the shofar. That should be part, when you hear the shofar blast, see, it has a, a lot of different meanings. But when you hear Bob do the shofar blast in just a few minutes, in addition to alerting you to, to the war that we're in and to be reflecting and to seeking God's direction for your life, but also it's, a, it's a, a sign that we should be rejoicing before him for he's been so good to us. I see my good friend Greg here. As Greg would say, I thank God for the, the breath that I breathe, the air that I breathe. He says that almost every time I see him. How you doing, Greg? I thank God for the air that I breathe. That guy, that guy should have been, I mean, he, he, does, he wouldn't, wouldn't at all mind me saying so. According to the doctors, that guy should have been on with the Lord maybe over 20 years ago now. There, there, you, you look, I, I've, Greg has shared with me some of his medical reports from the doctors. It's unbelievable. And yet here he is in this service today, another year, Greg. Isn't that unbelievable? Another year by the grace of God, right? It's just amazing to me. I mean, he's a walking miracle. There, there's no question. But listen, but the great thing about it is whenever we do breathe our last, then we're breathing heavenly air. Oh my God, you see, so it's a time to rejoice. Yes, it's a time to reflect and remember it's a time to prepare for battle, but it's a time to rejoice because we know whose team we are in and we know whose team we are on. And I've read the last page. We win. <laughs> we should be celebrating today. And speaking of, let's conclude with 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as we prepare to close. Because finally we read about this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, which is yet to happen. This is a future instance, something that is going to be happening. Let the Lord bless you as we read this. Talking about that shofar. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. This is in the future now, even still. For the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a commanding shout, 
teruah, with the voice of the archangel and with the blast of God's shofar, that teruah. And the dead in Messiah shall rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left behind, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Amen. I'm encouraged. Man, that shofar, that last shofar, my friends, the dead are raised. (laughs) And we who are alive will meet him in the air. Wow. Wow. There's a reason why the shofar also scares Hasatan, scares the devil. Because, you know, think about it for just a minute, right, Eric? Every time you hear that siren in Cobb County and the weather doesn't look good or Fulton County, wherever county you're living, you hear that siren and the weather doesn't look good, you immediately look out the window. That, that alarm, you look out the okay, uh-oh. And, and if the weather doesn't look good, you're, you're looking up on the phone, right? See, is there a tornado in the area or something? Do I need to seek shelter? They just had the, the, the hurricanes and all that stuff down in uh, Louisiana, and it went all the way up to New York. Unbelievable. I've been in touch with my good friend, Rabbi Schiff of Bethlehem, New Orleans. He's going to let us know what might be needed. I told him, we're there for you, brother. If anybody wants to help support some of those who lost things in in New Orleans, let us know. We're going to be helping them some. Okay, but the point is, is that if we're attentive, when we hear that alarm, and we're immediately, you know, whatever, what we're doing, cooking dinner or or washing clothes or or at work, whatever, whatever, sometimes even in the middle of the night, immediately you're going to look up because it's like, whoa, it's almost like a a Pavlovian trigger. Okay, whoa, I I need, okay, which which is a healthy thing. But similarly, my friends, whenever the shofar blasts, you know what the adversary Hasatan the devil does. Because he knows the shofar that's coming here in Thessalonians. That shofar means his time is near. The, the time for his end is near. And so when, when that shofar blasts, it's, it's, it's a reminder to him. Whoa, whoa, hold on, is that? No, okay, that wasn't it. That was just the one at Bethlehem. But that scares him. <laughs> that frightens him. See, we don't know when it will be, but we do know that Yom Teruah is a shadow of Yeshua's return. Some people think that Yeshua will literally return on Rosh Hashanah. There are some people who think that very strongly. I don't know exactly when it's going to be, but I do know that this holiday symbolizes Yeshua's return. You can't understand Yeshua's return in its fullness unless you understand Rosh Hashanah. When we hear Yom Teruah, when we hear that shofar, it should also remind us of our eventual destination because we are all going somewhere. In which book will you find your name? The book of life, Sefer HaChaim, or the book of death? Now is the time to set things straight. You can't change yesterday, but what you have is now. But the shofar is about to blow. Will you listen to it? Will you turn to the Lord? Will you seek to become more like Yeshua? Will you wake up from your slumber in whatever area that you've fallen asleep in? 
Will you humble yourself before your, the Lord? Will you celebrate the Lord in your life? Will you be different? I'm asking you. Will you be different when you leave this building today than when you walked in this door today? The choice is yours. Or will you be different today when you click off this stream <laughs> than when you first started watching this? The choice is yours. Will you listen to the sound of the shofar? You are just about to hear it. The title of my message is Heed the Shofar. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If that's you and you've never given your life to God, how about today? So if you are here and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you'd like to wherever you are, lift your hand and wave it to me. And the Lord will have a simple prayer and the Lord will touch you and you'll be changed. Is there anybody who's never said that prayer to receive the Messiah but wants to today? Wave your hand. Perhaps you're watching online and you've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins, God. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're here in this building, please come see me after the service. I want to celebrate with you. If you're watching online or listening in the podcast, please send us an email. Let us know that you said that prayer so we can celebrate with you. And for everyone else, friends, the sounding of the shofar is coming. The rest of the shofar blasts are coming. What will they mean to you? How will they speak to you? Lord God, please touch us so that we will heed the sound of the shofar in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.